Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a life and weight loss coach. So today, I have a treat for you. This is a client story. It's Sarah's story, and I called it Success Mindset because I think it's a really good example of an alternative to diet culture kind of thinking in terms of um, quick results or quick fixes or that kind of thing. So if you find that you tend to go there with your brain, this might be a really good one for you to listen to. Sarah was successful on her own before we started working together and she was releasing about one pound per month. And what we started to see is that even though she didn't identify as an emotional eater, there was some emotional eating happening, but really in subtle ways, but enough to prevent her from releasing any more than one pound per month. So then when we started to address those issues, then she was able to release at a faster rate. So I also want you to pay attention to her perspective on the scale. I think it's, uh, if you have any kind of scale drama, I I think Sarah is a great example of how you can reframe that so that you're actually using it to serve you rather than you're feeling like you're at the mercy of the scale. So if you are somebody who avoids the scale and only gets on there when you're hoping for a good number, then um, listen to what she has to say about that. Okay, enjoy this episode. Tell me what prompted you to reach out for coaching. Oh, well, I had listened to your podcasts. And I had thought this woman talks sense. And I had also had good experiences with coaching in other parts of my life previously. So I generally thought it would be a good idea. I think I was most interested in just the feeling of actually luxury of getting personalized attention and feedback um, that I don't think. I've experienced in sort of group stuff. Not that that's not also helpful. Yeah. Okay. What And what specifically were you hoping to achieve? It's really hard to remember. Like obviously weight loss. Yeah. Um, but I think what I appreciated from the outset in listening to your podcasts was a different kind of message. Okay. Right. Also, I totally didn't believe you that um, you never are going to have to have a food diary again or whatever. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, really? But like, obviously, that's very, for me, that was very appealing to try something totally different and new compared to Noom or Weight Watchers or whatever, where you have a much more um, kind of personal accounting approach to eating. Yeah. Yeah. And are you like, we use the, um, the data tracker and all of that. Mm-hmm. Are you still, and you found that really helpful. Is that something that you're still using? Yes. That, so moving forward in my post um, regular one-on-one coaching sessions with you, Paula Parker, um, every day I weigh myself, I write it down in the tracker and I make, I do a little reflection right in the so one of the columns, um, and then I make a plan for food okay. or rather eating hunger, sa- right. satiation. Um, and I also do morning pages, which uh-huh. I found to be very helpful as well, which is like your, what is it? What do you call it? Yeah. Daily 15? Yeah. But for me, because I really like it, it's daily 30. But yeah. I find that very helpful too. <laughs> I feel like in the process, like you um, adopted it pretty quickly. 
But what do you think was challenging for you? I mean, to decide to go for it a bit. Yeah. And also, I think what was challenging in our one-on-one sessions was getting asked questions that I didn't know how to answer because like, I really want to know the answer, but obviously those were the most productive moments too. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What were some of the like insights that you had? I think some of the most productive conversations were ones in which, well, actually where where a lot of it wasn't about like, well, how's your eating going? Almost surprised me initially, like, how wide to put the frame, you know? Um, And I was like, why are we talking about this? But actually this was how my week was. So, okay, we're gonna talk about my crazy office or whatever. Um, But I think in general that encouraged me to reflect a little bit more widely. And maybe that's some of the most important skill or practice Mm -hmm. I, I hang on to taking forward which is maybe finding 30 minutes of daily writing rather than 15, um, is like I had thought, well, I'm I'm interested in doing this because, you know, I want to lose X number of pounds. That's my goal. And I'm going to that. But actually, I realized that what was happening in relation to me and food and weight was often the product of all these other things in my life. And so I think it changed my approach that the information I was getting on the scale was one kind of information among many different things. And so it ended up being like looking at the scale, the number on the scale was like, oh, what's going on in my life that I'm not paying attention to? That food is sort of showing up for me, which I guess is a different way of saying like, oh, I realized I was an emotional eater. (laughs) Like plot twist. Um, But but that I think was a really significant insight yeah. for me because I think I had had a lot of like, oh, I'm I don't emotionally eat. What do you mean? I've got my act together. But I was like, hello, of course. Yeah. How has your relationship with food changed? I think how has my relationship with food changed? I'm pickier in terms of um, more selective about when I want to eat crap. <laughs> Like it really has to be good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely less um, accounting. Okay, okay. Right, in the sense of like food diaries or whatever. And I do pay more, much more attention to being hungry. Mm-hmm. But okay. I found that I can't, like I'm not, I've also found that like I can either have a significant, if I want to see the number on the scale get smaller, go down, mm-hmm. I can either have a significant amount of hunger mm-hmm. or... And and some exceptions or zero exceptions and a much lower level of hunger. So I think I've also so it's not as though there's no sort of you know balance sheet going on, yeah. but it, like that I have really noticed. And then I'm not really into being super hungry all the time. Well, or whatever. Like I'm happy to be like hungry in the morning, but I don't want to have significant levels of hunger throughout the day. Um, and, but I, and it's not that difficult for me not to have exceptions. So, but like, I think I play around with things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, then, you know, this was one point or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you find was maybe easier than expected or what did you find easier? I really like filling in the tracker. 
<laughs> that was not that wasn't like a hard or easy thing that was like oh I get to fill this in today but it also helped re like I found actually committing to weighing myself every day was harder than I thought it was gonna be oh interesting why do you think just a lot of resistance like oh maybe that I'm not gonna like the number I just I'd just rather not know pretend it didn't happen you know which is um I still feel that sometimes mm -hmm. um but I just know that that's the best way that, you know, um, weighing myself every day and then like sort of tracking how I'm doing um, in whatever form is the best way to keep paying attention. Okay. And I feel like paying attention is the key thing. And it's not like every second of every hour of every day, but every day. Yeah. What are you? And as opposed to saying like, oh, fuck it, you know? <laughs> Like that would be the opposite of paying attention, excuse me, the opposite of paying attention. Yeah, okay, okay. Why do you think that you have been successful in this program? Because I think it's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. I think the design, like it's not rocket science. I'm, I'm sorry, it is. It's wonderful <laughs> what you design. But like, it's, there's not too many things to remember. What are exceptions? Sugar, yeah. bread, flour alcohol yeah. like that's not that's okay I recognize those as things you know yeah okay what are you most proud of what am I most proud of I'm most proud of having made a conscious decision to look after myself mm -hmm. um to think about so I was I was thinking about how I was planning this week and like to think more holistically like if I know, so this week I have a lot of stuff that's unusual that needs doing. So like part of paying attention in terms of weighing myself every day, paying attention to what I'm eating, paying attention to how hungry I am, whatever, it, that's effortful. Mm -hmm. And there are different, week by week, I'm going to have you know, all like it's all sort of about setting your intentions and like some intentions are much more effortful than others yeah. and actually trying to think just the same way of like, okay, I can either be really hungry, well, not really hungry, I can either be significantly hungry or um, have some exceptions. No, you know what I mean, what I said before. Yeah. Um, in a similar way, like in the course of a week, if I have lots of things that require a lot of effort, yeah. like maybe that's not the week mm -hmm. to have zero exceptions and have lots of hunger you know to like think about it as I am not this per so so in terms of being nicer to myself I'm not this person who has an infinitely expanding set of capabilities like I can do certain things mm -hmm. like anybody can but if when I ask too much of myself I suppose that's a different way of saying it if I ask too much of myself it's a really self-defeating strategy and so I think what I've most proud of is watching that and saying, and kind of auditing that, you know, have the accounting being there rather than points. And this apple is however many points. It's like, actually, well, am I asking too much of myself this week? Yeah. What can I shed? Right. Yeah. And how that affects your protocol, changes that you Completely. make to your protocol. Completely. yourself there or not. Yeah. And paying attention to like, I know if I have lots of meetings, if I'm working at home and I have lots of meetings, after those meetings, I want a distraction. And so like, I'll find myself in the kitchen. I'll be like, oh, look, here I am in the kitchen. I wonder if I could have a 20 minute walk instead because it's just like wanting a something to sort of chill out.
relax, decompress, but now you're going to do that without, without food. Yeah. And then it's like, whatever, it could be food, but if that's not, if I'm not hungry, then probably that's not a good idea. There are better ideas. And if I'm a little bit more in the habit of paying attention to what's going on in a bigger sense, you know, then I don't have to constantly ask myself, oh, am I hungry? It's like, that is the most tedious thing. So one of the things that really stood out in terms of my clients that you, where you were different was your patience. So you were, you were never in a rush. It seems like you are always taking the long-term view of being like, I understand this is going to be a long-term process and I'm okay with that. Tell me about how you were able to get there in your head. Partly. So I didn't start working with you at the beginning of a weight loss journey, right? So I had already lost some weight over several years. And it was when I looked at that and the pattern over whatever, now like five years. um, And I was happy. But like, you know, it was not, that was a less than one pound a month pattern. So I was like, oh, this is that. Okay. Doing that math in my head. All right. I see where we are. You know, so it was both a kind of acceptance of what I had done was probably going to continue to be achievable, but also like, I'm pretty happy with where I am. I have no complaints. Like if this is it, this is fine, but it's not going to be quick. Mm. so many stints of like by x date, you know that's 10 weeks from now I'll be 10 weeks like that never worked and it's just like frustrating so I think I was also tired of that why do you want to keep going because you said I'm fine where I'm at yeah because I I, because I want to (laughs) honestly I don't have any better reason yeah, I love that reason. I and I just I ask that because I want people to hear that because oftentimes that comes up and it's like, well, you can just do it because you just yeah. want to, not because you hate your body, not because you're living up to some idealized standard, nothing like that. You get to do it just because you want. No, to. and also I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. Right. And why not? It's not like I'm raising money to cure cancer. It's just I can just do this because I want to do it. And it also it's so funny because. The insights that it has led to, I think, are super healthy and productive. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is a win. Mm-hmm. But the rest is just gravy. What do you think you've learned that's made the biggest impact or a big impact? Um, the number on the scale is a really helpful pointer to examining what's going on in the rest of my life um, rather than something in and of itself. Yeah. with inherent value like it's a useful tool it's a useful yeah. kind of you know like what temper what's the temperature outside <laughs> like literally it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside but it tells you about how you might want to engage with your day so it's not like um valuable in and of itself but of course it is when taken to think about oh is that is that where I is that what I thought was going to be happening or wow what what a treat, you know, as well. But I love that. I think part of the reason that you are able to get there is because you're seeing, you're asking the right questions, Mm -hmm. right? When you see the number, you're like, oh, this, this has information. What information does this have to tell me? Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't make it something like an evaluation of self or you did wrong or any kind of judgment. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Why might this be? 
how can this maybe show me something sometimes and sometimes if like the number goes up it's it's actually like i'm not thrilled necessarily but it's like oh yeah (laughs) you know like in fact what i was told is correct or what i have worked out is right if i'm not you know i can either have hunger levels or i can have zero exceptions and if i mix that up there's a really consistent results yeah you know so it's both uh, i think it's reassuring in the sense that i know what to do mm-hmm. yeah okay oh i always love this question is what do you wish other women knew when it comes to releasing weight that it totally doesn't matter. I wish I'd known that. Yeah, other stuff is bigger. Concentrating on the other bigger stuff yeah. will is about being at your natural weight. Yes. Also, and I think I don't think any of us have a natural weight. Okay. Yeah. I why? think they're natural weights for different parts of your life. But I think focusing on that as a weight a, a number as an end in and of itself is for me has always been really self-defeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that paradox that it matters and it also doesn't matter equally. So yeah, that was really hard to figure out. Yeah. I was like, why is she saying we have to weigh ourselves all the time? If it doesn't matter, of course it matters. If it didn't matter, we wouldn't get it. But so, but I think I got there and then it's one measure of what's going on with lots of different parts of you. Unlike height. I always hope I'm going to get taller. Never happens. But like, I'm not invested. I'm like, this is my height. Okay. I'm probably going to get shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad about that, but I accept. What's next for you? Just keeping on doing what I'm doing. I really like routine. Mm -hmm. I really find it soothing. (laughs) So I'm not going to um, really change what I'm doing on this score anytime soon. And it obviously feels very sustainable for you then. Yeah, yeah. But again, long-term, you know, sustainable also means not being in a hurry. And, um, you know, it's like, I don't think about, you know, you have that great podcast of like, be the way you are, your goal weight right now. It's like, yes, that is my only option <laughs> because like, it's just gonna, it's, it's, it's not. And, and also it's like process, not product right Mm -hmm. process I mean obviously I'm invested in the outcome but the process itself of of experimenting with different things reflecting being curious I think that's really helpful for lots of different um challenges in life including with us oh that was such a good way to wrap up thank you so much it's a pleasure